Hello, my name is Rick, the founder of Real People USA, and welcome to the Real People USA podcast. Uh, the Real People USA podcast has three purposes. The first one is to support capitalism, to support small business owners, uh, entrepreneurship, and to have guests talk about their businesses uh, on the podcast. The second purpose is to help uh, pro-America uh, political candidates and help them by boosting their campaigns by having them be guests on the Real People USA podcast. And the third reason for Real People USA is to talk about issues that real people care about, real situations. And, uh, you know, so if you want to come on the Real People USA show, you can be a right winger or a left winger, or you can be center right or center left. Uh, we will just ask you some questions about your topic. So if you feel comfortable with answering the questions that we have, uh, you're welcome to come on the Real People USA show, regardless of your political affiliation. Today's podcast episode is titled American Shoppers Shunned Local Businesses for Corporations, then got screwed by the corporations. Now, some readers, because this podcast also has a a blog article attached to it and you can find the article at realpeopleusa.org and real is spelled r-e-a-l like i said some readers and podcast listeners may not like this content so if you go back 20 years ago you know we can trace how consumers got led to the slaughterhouse by corporations and subliminally trained to hate small business owners and I do not use the word hate lightly. Some of the blame can be attached to consumers' thirst for materialism fueled by the ease of technology. Some of the majority of blame can be linked to envy and jealousy. You see, consumers did not intend to look down on business owners because business owners decided to take risks to control their destinies. I mean, small business owners start businesses so that they can be independent, so they can, you know, make money and, and, and be the captains of their own ship. Now, as a caveat to what I just said a, a few minutes ago, small business owners are not totally guilt free and driving consumers to spend their monies with big corporations. 20 years ago, I recall here in California, in Northern California, that many people had small businesses going back 10 years earlier than that. When I left the military, I did not know much about civilian life and what others did to make money other than to have a job. And on occasion, I would start conversations with people and ask them, hey, what do you do for a living? They would respond with every occupation from owning a flower shop, a restaurant, a clothing boutique, uh, making surfboards, uh, having an engine shop, uh, having a machine shop and just about everything under the sun, and I'm talking about 30 years ago. This was the period of time before mega corporations, dot coms, Walmart, and definitely Amazon came to light, started running their operation. During the dot com boom, I recall many of my friends saying that dot coms would shut down small business owners. Specifically, in the Sacramento area in Roseville, California, a suburb community not too far from Sacramento a, a big mega mall opened and it was called the Galleria 
and colors bragged about how stupid it was to open a 200-acre mega mall. I will never forget the day that the gallery mall opened. Cars were lined up on Interstate 80 eastbound uh, from Davis, California to Roseville. This is a 30-mile distance. And they were lined up just to go shop at this upscale uh, mall called the Galleria. Name brand materialism drives consumer interest in shopping. Women love to carry bags with Chanel, Gucci, Victoria's Secret, and other popular names. Guys like to wear shirts identifying the cars they drive like BMW, Mercedes-Benz, you know, Ford, Chevy, and now Tesla. And you can just tell because you see people putting their car keys on counters when they shop and the clerk might say, oh, you drive a BMW or you drive a Tesla. So companies legitimately know what you like and how you like to feel when shopping. Now, I recall as an 18-year-old in South Florida that I love to go to the mall so I can buy something from this store called the Merry-Go-Round. It was a hip clothing store for party people. And I recall every time I would pass by the Merry-Go-Round, they would have this cool music coming out the store. I mean, it was like like dance music and and it was just a draw to get people to come in to into the merry-go-round. So I purchased my first members-only jacket. That sort of tells you how old I am from a store in Miami. And I felt special in that jacket. I did not care where the jacket was made. It could have been made in Brazil, uh, Panama, or Mexico, but I believe it was in one of those places. I just did not care. Regarding when consumers became envious and jealous of local small business owners, I trace that date to around 2004 here in California when the real estate market was artificially booming, especially in areas like California, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Miami, New York, and Seattle. Now, most people know what subsequently happened four years later. That's right, the 2008-2009 real estate and mortgage crises. Millions of people's homes went into foreclosure because they could not afford to pay the mortgage. Shortly thereafter, millions of people lost their jobs because the stock market crashed due to the real estate market crash. This is when consumers began to hate small business owners. What I can tell you, the best way to describe consumer hate toward local small business owners is when consumers did not like when real estate agents and loan officers made so much money selling homes and loans. And I must add, the federal government was a villain in this situation. The federal government authorized loan officers to offer high-risk loans to the public, but consumers did not understand the federal government's role. So consumers blamed the crisis on real estate agents and loan officers. In California, real estate agents and loan officers used to make $15,000 to $35,000 per month selling real estate and originating loans. To real estate agents and loan officers' defense, no one forced consumers to buy these homes they could not afford or to take $200,000 cash out refinance loans to buy boats, add swimming pools, or take lavish vacations. But in the eyes of consumers, small business owners got rich 
and consumers lost their jobs and homes and that's all consumers cared about. Business owners who made a lot of money were not just real estate agents and loan officers. Every local small business owner did well during the real estate boom and consumers remembered that they had to go to work for eight, nine, ten hours per day to bring home $1,200 every two weeks just to see small business owners bringing home $6,000 every two weeks. The envy and jealousy were building over time. After the damaging financial and mental effects of the real estate bus were beginning to dissipate, consumers developed a bad taste in their mouths about local small business owners. They saw that it was the local small business owners who screwed them over and not the big corporation. In a way, consumers would rather see the big corporation get their monies instead of local small business owners. Big corporations like Walmart offered often lower prices and most importantly, consumers no longer contributed to the local small business owner getting rich. Consumers were saying, screw you local small business owners, or consumers were thinking, go get a nine to five job like me and live like I live. No more living a life of luxury for you any longer, small business owners. Consumers were literally saying. As a small business owner myself during this time, I would hear these words from people. It felt like consumers were saying they did not want any local small business owner to succeed from their consumer spending. Consumers began to shift spending from the local small business owner to big box corporations like Walmart, Sam's Club, etc. Some big corporations did suffer during this transition. Kmart failed to target. Dollar Tree swooped in to grab consumer purchases such as toiletry items uh, like toothpaste they could sell for $1. Best Buy ran local computer and electronic stores out of business like Circuit City, Radio Shack, and Fry's here in Northern California. There was a point in time around 2010 when corporations saw the opening to make a full assault on the small business owner by getting the consumer to shop with them. I am not sure if corporations link their campaigns to limit consumer shopping to politics, but it sure feels that way. Walmart began building supermarkets with groceries along with offering their original store items. Amazon went public and during the Obama years many blue-collar jobs were lost to China and Mexico. Combine political and economic events like COVID-19 and you get situations where Americans are now forced to shop with fewer options. Yes, the man who just lost his manufacturing job in Ohio can only afford to shop at Walmart. The hairstylist who used to make $800 per week and now shut down due to COVID-19 can find affordable items through Amazon. She does not want to spend $30 with the local business owner when she can find a similar product at Amazon, often made in China for $17. This trickling down of shopping for discounts also hurts other small business owners like dentists, CPAs, attorneys, plastic surgeons, chiropractors, insurance agents, auto repair shops, nail shops, hairstylists, etc. Every consumer is now trained to shop for the lowest price. 
shopping for the lowest price favors Walmart and Amazon because these two companies can always listeners pay attention to this they can always lower their prices to keep local small business owners shut down and on the sidelines the point that I'm making is discounting prices is a weapon used by big corporations against local small business owners big corporations can lower prices for months until the local small business owner is forced to close the doors then big corporations can gradually increase their prices to previous high levels to further destroy America big corporations can accept money from foreign sources interested in keeping Americans in poverty and keeping small business owners from prospering just recently a company everyone is familiar with allegedly received 600 million dollars from a foreign country how much lower can a big corporation lower its prices to defeat local small businesses with a 600 million dollar cash infusion the best way for Americans to end their addiction to extreme pricing discount schemes which are destroying America is to start shopping with local small business owners again yes you may pay five to seven dollars more for the item but over time local small business owners can grow and begin to stabilize their prices start shopping with men and women who are local product and service distributors and business owners eat at a local restaurant instead of the big name franchises try your best to find a dentist who is not part of a mega dental corporation when you need a mortgage loan uh, select a local broker instead of the big corporate mortgage companies if you have a health challenge uh, seek naturopathic medicine solutions and visit chiropractors this podcast episode was difficult for me to do it's very touchy um, I tried to paint a picture of why things are like they are today and they are subject to get worse unless Americans uh, start supporting local small business owners. Make it a great day. My name is Rick, the founder of Real People USA.